Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Daniel Fogarty, founder and CEO at Ivari. Daniel, how's it going today? Great, Tony. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. And we're recording on December 12th for me, which, according to my quick, quick calculation, is like December 19th in, in Australia, <laughs> since you guys are... are, 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 what are you, uh, it's 5 p.m. for me. I think you said it's it's like 9 a.m. tomorrow for you. Yeah, yeah, 9 a.m. So, okay, so, uh, so, 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 so you're in the future, uh, which should uh, for for a technology company be an advantage. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's good. Or just make logistics really hard for everything you do, including like half your meetings. Uh, so so uh, it was great meeting you at, at Insure to Connect uh, in 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 Las Vegas. Uh, and, uh, as, as we were chatting just before we started recording, we we're talking about, about how, uh, you've got extensive travel coming up for the rest of the year. Uh, so we'll definitely talk about which conferences you, you're, you you'll, you'll, you'll be at this year. Uh, so, so what, what is, what is Ivari? Yeah, great. Um, so, uh, Tony, my, 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 my background, I'm an insurance guy. I was the CEO for Zurich Insurance for Australia New Zealand. So I sort of come from the, the carrier side of the uh, of the industry. And, and, and the, the, the big thing we're doing at, at, at Avari is we're providing a flexible solution for the next generation of insurance offerings. So we are, at Avari, we offer the complete end-to-end insurance process uh, in the cloud. Uh, and we, and we, do that, we do that differently uh, than other people, um, we are we are doing what many other people are doing, which is uh, which is we're a no code platform, um, and we we sort of we say we're we're no code, low code, and have a pro code extension, um, because some people we know in insurance have some particular pe- peculiarities. They definitely want to program in, so um, so we get the the benefit of no code, where that can be uh, developed by product managers. Um, uh, in, in insurance providers uh, and through to, through, through to ProCode where we can do some more complicated stuff. Um, and the other thing that's different about what we do uh, is our system is fully built on it as being event native. So we use event streaming at, at, at the core of what we do in our technology. Um, and what does that mean from an insurance point of view? It means that, that there is great flexibility and you could use lots of data. Uh, and we know in insurance data is the gold that uh, that really makes us makes us run, makes us more efficient. Uh, if we can use that data in motion more efficiently, um, then then that's a great thing. So, yeah, bit of a bit of a summary there. Okay, so 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 um, okay, so so uh, system for end end to end insurance. So so policy management, claims, billing, uh, and out of out of the hundreds of insurtechs I've had on the podcast, I think I might have recorded close to 400. We, we've had 380 some go live, almost 390. Uh, I don't think anybody else has, has said event native. So I, and, and by the way, I, I, I do have a tech background. Uh, I, I, I started my degree in computer science. I ended up graduating in management information systems. I, I've never worked in IT. And I've never heard of event native, so so I'm definitely curious as to, as as to what that is and and how it's an advantage. Yeah, great. Um, so 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 you probably you would have heard of event streaming. So uh, 
Um, a lot of people have heard of Kafka and Confluent. Um, so the, 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 the basis of event streaming started, started a few decades ago, but it was really LinkedIn that made event streaming more popular. Um, so LinkedIn, LinkedIn used event streaming right the way across its, its technology. Uh, and then what came out of LinkedIn was uh, they open sourced the technology to, to do event streaming, which the open source technology is called Kafka. Okay. Uh, and then out of out of a number of the people from the LinkedIn tech side um, and elsewhere, Confluent, uh, the company, um, uh, emerged and, and Confluent puts event streams in, into, into organizations. Um, so over 100,000 organizations around the world have a Confluent event stream uh, in them. You know, it's uh, it's so the top 10 insurers all have an event stream somewhere in their organization. But generally what people use event streaming for is to connect systems. So event streaming is about real-time data uh, and data connect systems in, in a, and it's sort of like a, like a flow of data that, uh, that, can, that, that can connect with different systems. Uh, so we've taken that technology the, the, the step further because um, what happens on, on this event stream, so it, you know, there's, there's a number of different tech names and you're, you're used to the tech names. Um, you know, the, uh, so an, events, an, an event stream is, 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 how, is how the data is transferred between systems. Um, uh, Kafka is an event stream. Uh, usually what happens is, is the applications listen to that event stream and when, and when the application hears data that it needs to act on, it then acts, um, and but then what happens is that 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 application is usually still built on a very traditional basis, um, and it and a traditional basis means that the system is built for one purpose and and then has its own data schema, and that data gets caught in that in in that. Um, whereas what event native means is the app both you have the event stream and the application is event native. So what, what it's doing is it's listening to the event stream, it's processing that data, then it's putting that data back on the event stream for, for, for the next uh, application to use. Does that, and maybe the best way to describe this is from, from an insurance perspective. So we, 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 we think about from, from an insurance perspective, a, a quote, for example. So, a customer goes in and puts a um, start, starts uh, uh, starts their quote. Um, an event is really just a fancy name for data. So they put their they they start the quote, which is which is an event. Um, the rest of the systems are going right. Okay, someone's doing a quote. I don't actually have to start off just yet. Uh, they put their name in uh, and their address, and then the, then the first application that may kick in might be uh, go and get more data on that address. So the first application goes and gets more data on that address, uh, and then and then uh, then then the next system is waiting for all that data to be there, and that could be the underwriting part, which goes right now. I have all the data. I have all the excess data. Now we can decide: Do we want to underwrite this customer? Is that a yes or a no? Uh, if it's a yes, maybe with with criteria, put that back on the event stream. The next thing that happens is pricing. Um, you know, if underwriting said no, pricing doesn't need to kick in. If underwriting says yes, pricing then kicks in, um, and that then leads to a quote. And all that all that data is available everywhere. So it means that if a customer changes their data, you could be updating your CRM systems at the same time, uh, and that data is all all in motion, available to be used in multiple places. Uh, and 
you get two advantages, which is obviously the event stream, but then also the uh, the applications being event native means that they're smaller, they process more quickly, and they put the data back on the event stream so everyone else can use it. Okay. So, given have the you have you been have you have you been uh, involved in any of that sort of event streaming discussion before? Tony? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. So uh, this this has been. Uh, very very instructive it de definitely i i what i was thinking is i'm so glad that i have this the the, the that you're a uh former ceo not a former cto or a current cto yeah, right. <laughs> right you're able to I'm bring it down to non-technical terms uh which so which is super helpful so 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 glad that i have the right person on <laughs> on, on, on on the podcast um so so it it sounds to me that like it would be hard to replace just part of a, of our say, for an existing carrier to replace just part of our system with 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 this type of of system. Am, am well, I no, incorrect in that? No, no, no. Actually, that's it is it is exactly the reverse. Okay. Um, and 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 the reason for that is because once you put an event stream in, so we have a, we have an Avari event stream that we we, we put in. Um, and, uh, and, and once you have the event stream, you can have a connector to old applications so that old applications can still operate on the event stream. So we have one customer that, uh, still wanted to use their pricing engine. They've got so much, so much intellectual property in their pricing engine that they said, we still want to use our pricing engine. We want other things to be modernized. So what we've done is we've put a connector uh, on, on the uh, to the event stream to the pricing engine um, the, during during a quote process. I mean, and all, all this data moves in motion. It moves very quickly. Moves in moves in milliseconds. Um, and and in in their process, we call their pricing engine three times during the quote process. So it's still going into the old pricing engine. Um, and and the advantage of this technology means that you can replace things at, on a piecemeal basis. So you can go in and say. Look, the, 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 what is the thing that's going to give you the most value to change first? Um, and for, for, for every company, that, that will be different. Some, some will actually be their pricing engine they want to change first because they're losing share, because they're not bringing data to the, to the equation. For some people, it will be the front end because the customer or the broker experience uh, is, is, not, is, is not where it needs to be. Uh, for some, it will be how do I easily add extra clauses into uh into the policy so that i can have reactive clauses so that uh you know if a customer wants a certain thing then we can put a new clause in the underwriter says i need another clause or i need, need another addition to the price so um so the great advantage of this system is that you can replace the you can you can replace on a piecemeal basis and and we know that that a, that a core policy administration system change it can end up being a huge project that costs tens and maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you no longer need to do that because you can replace think piecemeal. Um, you can get the get the uh, the financial outcome you need as quickly as you can. And then you can replace the other things over time, which means that uh, from a from an executive point of view, and again being a being a uh, a business manager, um, you know you want to get the results quickly. You want to show that the project's working um you can do all that with this so, so it's not it's not a, a big bang approach it's actually very much the opposite okay and, and, and uh you've been doing it for two years 
uh, the, the company from around the time that that uh, yeah, you're you're the founder. So 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 so, so two years, uh, with with the worry. So 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 in in two years, um, how long did it did it take to to kind of get it to to the point where where uh, you could start actually onboarding customers? Yeah, look, so 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 we have actually been going a little bit longer than that. Um, so we so we started our life as an MGA. Um, so the, the the first the first our first approach into in, into the world of insurance was that uh, well obviously as I said I've got an insurance background my my, my two co-founders oh, and I saw- my, my apologies I was looking at at Insurance Australia it's been it's been ah, two years right. it's six years okay almost seven okay two two, two, two years on the board of InsureTech Australia that's right um, but we start we started a very a various very insure um, so as an MGA as a Lloyd's cover holder in Australia. Um, servicing small businesses because we saw a huge opportunity, and, and, and I'd seen this in my in my days at Zurich, where so many small businesses have the wrong insurance. Um, and what we what we did with our first product, we linked into cloud accounting, so we uh, we linked into QuickBooks uh, and and the Australian version, which is MYOB, um, and we're able to take data from from clients' cloud accounting and change their insurance as their business changed, so that they could be insured all the time. Um, and we we built on that technology ourselves, um, and that that's how we started the company. So we've uh, we then uh, we then as we work with Lloyd's uh, Lloyd syndicates, they looked at our technology and said, "Oh, can we license your technology?" Um, and then we realised, "Oh, there's probably a good opportunity here to be a SaaS business uh, rather than a direct insurance business." Um, and our first use of our SaaS business was in the US. Uh, so, so in the ENS market, doing uh, four West Coast states for uh, earthquake, landslide, and flood insurance uh, for, for an insurer of Chicago. Um, and uh, and then as we so we we built that in a traditional way. So that was an, it was a no code, low code platform, but built in a traditional way without event streaming. Um, and then we realised that as we got bigger, that it's so important to have event streaming. So. Uh, we we got a new architect who who joined us about three and a half years ago. Uh, he'd been working with event streaming all of his career, uh, implemented in some major companies in, in the UK, uh, and then we redeveloped our technologies as 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 event native, uh, and we came out with that in mid uh, 2023. So we already had a number of customers who we had to upgrade from previous technology to this technology, uh, and in mid sorry in mid mid 2022 is when we uh, when we launched all that and. You saw us at ITC because we're going right. We're now ready to market this as hard as we can because it's great technology. Okay, so now now that the, now that the technology is built, the the twenty twenty three goal is is actually scaling to to uh, as many clients as possible. Basically, that's right. That, that that's our aim. Now now we've got the technology. It's about how do we how do we scale this as, as quickly as we can. Oh, look, as 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 every. Uh, as every insure tech would be wanting to do, scale, scaling up is the most important thing. Um, so, so uh, you said you have a lot of travel coming up in 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 2023 already scheduled. So, where can the listeners find you? What what conferences are are you definitely going to be at? Yeah, look, so we're 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 happy happy to get your recommendation on which which ones are the best ones to be as well. So, um, look, start starting starting my year at the end of January in with an event run by InsureTech New York and InsureTech Hartford. Um, so uh, it's a it's um, and that one's in Colorado. So uh, so that's uh, it's called InsureTech Slopes, which is which is good. 
Um, that's mainly mainly about investors in insurtechs. Um, I went I went to that event in 2022, and I've I um, found it found it to be a great event. Uh, and then uh, and then we've got uh, so in February uh, in Australia we've got the uh, an insurtech conference on the on the 15th of February in Sydney uh, is the Australian insurtech conference. Uh, and then and then we're definitely locked into. Uh, um, we're definitely going to lock into the ITC um, in uh, so the together with uh, the digital insurance agenda. So we went to uh, we went to DIA in Munich uh, in September this year. Um, so we're going to go to Barcelona um, and then uh, and then probably again to Munich. Um, and and of the uh, of the US conferences where I mean there, there's so many good conferences on. Uh, we hope to be. Uh, and at ones from from InsureTech New York and InsureTech Hartford, um, and then really Tony, what are the best conferences beyond that? We're, we're getting we're getting different advice as to which ones we should be at. So, for, insurance providers in Nashville is that is that is that a good buy? I I, ha I haven't been to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did both InsureTech Insights and InsureTech Hartford. I found them both to be very good. And of course, Insured to Connect. I think those are the three that I've had the, the that that I've seen the best that that I've been to. Uh, I, I think it's important to to point out the 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 Slopes one uh, is 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 a private event. You you have to be either a founder or an investor. I I attempted to 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 sign up, and, and Stacy very friendly told me that that since I'm not a founder, no. Uh, but it's literally like conference and skiing. So it, it it's it's not just a conference. It's literally like a, like a ski trip with with the InsurTech founder. So 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 definitely that would be a blast for sure. So. Well, and 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 the interesting thing for us is, um, you know, coming from Australia, that's not something that we do. Is uh, is uh, is business ski trips. Um, but I I've, I found it to be, and if other founders are listening, I found it to be a great event because what happens is. You go up on a ski lift with, uh, you know, with two or three or other four other people. You've got to have your pitch. Like everyone's interested, so you know this. This is an environment where, where the insure techs want to know what the other insure techs are doing. The investors want to know, um, and uh, yeah. So it's it's and and what happens is everyone does their pitch in sort of the first, um, yeah, you know, the first half of the trip, and then you end up, yeah, you know, the first half of the ski, the ski lift, and then uh, you have a great discussion about, well, what are the challenges in the industry? So, um, and then you have a bit of fun on the way down, and then you get up and do the same thing again. So, but but there is there is conferences as well. So there's conferences, and and we met some great people uh, at, at at the 2022 one, and that that's why I came to, came to head back for the awesome. It makes perfect sense. Uh, tell yeah. me about about InsureTech Australia. Uh, so, yeah. so how long has it been around? What's it like? What what did you to get involved? Yeah, look, so so InsureTech Australia started at the same time that I started at Bari. Um and uh the, the guy who started it, who led the led it, uh Brenton Charnley, um, and I um sort of I, I was introducing to, to a number of people in the insurance industry. So um because I'd I'd obviously been there, um uh been been there before. Um, and, uh, so I should have turned my slack off, shouldn't I? That was, uh, uh <laughs> it, it, it didn't, it, it didn't beep on our side or anything. So <laughs> that's good. Um, cause we've got, uh, we've got people working around the world. So there's uh, no matter what time it is, I'm getting messages. Of so you can, um, and, and really, really the, uh, the whole purpose of insurance, I mean, 
the, the great thing about the insurance industry in Australia is, is we have every complication that the world has. We also have every nationality that the world has. Um, and, and we are a, a smaller uh, economy, a, a smaller location, but still, a, but still an advanced economy um, that uses technology a lot. Um, and when, when I was running Zurich, I was uh, Zurich Australia. Um, I was on uh, a, a, a a business group of all the other people, all, all the other companies who, sorry, all the other CEOs who ran Australian-based subsidiaries of global companies. Um, and I, I remember I spoke at one one, one conference where uh, the um, I was there with two tech providers, and and the two tech providers said we love testing tech in Australia because it's a bit like the US, it's a bit like the UK, it's a bit like Asia. Um, and if it goes well, then we can take it offshore. And if it doesn't go well, well, we don't need to take it offshore. We don't need to have the big marketing budget you'd have to launch it in the US. Um, and so, so there's, to me, there's such a great opportunity for insurance to do the same thing. Um, and, and really that's why companies like us think about the whole value chain as well, because, because our market's smaller, you have to think about the whole value chain, and you also have to think about export very quickly. I mean, we, you know, we're still a, you know, we're still a country of 25 million people, but you know, there are 25 million people in the San Francisco Bay area. So you know, there's it's a it's you know, and we're spread right the way across the country. Um, so it's interesting. Some things happened earlier here uh, in the Australian market than have happened elsewhere from an innovation point of view. Um, things like going direct. I mean, when when I, I lived in California for a year, uh, I went to business school uh, 20 years ago and I arrived there going, oh, who do I ring for my insurance? Um, and I got told, no, no, you go and see an agent. I go, go and see an agent? I've never seen an agent for my, for my car insurance. Um, so we've been direct in this country for for sort of, you know, uh, 40 years probably uh, for, for car insurance and, and not, not doing personal stuff through brokers. Uh, another thing that, that that came from here was risk address pricing. Um, and again, because you think about the uh, the different catastrophe challenges here. Um, and so so I, I see that that's why I was passionate about setting up InsureTech Australia is because we should be taking more things from here and taking them offshore. Um, and probably the the best known Australian InsureTech would be Cover Genius. So, uh, you know, the Cover Genius guys are, uh, but start, started their business down under, you know, they're now big, big across the US. And there's a number of other companies that are that are doing well elsewhere. So, um, so the whole idea about InsureTech Australia is how do we help the InsureTech startup? How do we work well with our with our industry here? How do we work well with our colleagues at InsureTech New York, InsureTech Hartford, and uh, InsureTech UK, InsureTech New York, Singapore, etc. So we've set up a, a conglomerate of of all these. Um, insure techs uh, and then what we do from down under is we we, we go and visit you know we, we we take people on 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 business trips uh well we we help guide them on business trips and and uh uh which is which is why i end up knowing stacy and 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 other people from uh from, from different parts of the world so um uh we can we can work with other 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 insure techs elsewhere fantastic so you, you so, such a fantastic background where, where former carrier and now both an insure tech and an insure tech association so very 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 cool stuff uh any since we're recording in december a, a, any predictions for insure tech for next year 
Yeah, look, I think the um, it's interesting with the, with the whole challenges in the tech industry uh, and how that impacts insure techs. I think there's I think there's a couple of um, things to think about with that. What firstly is that there are there because there have been some layoffs elsewhere in the, in the tech world. There are actually some great people out there who have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and could be really good additions to our registry. So I would say for for insurtechs, think think carefully about whether you need people because there are some great people out there. Great time and to hire on the tech side, yeah. Great time to hire, and I'm sure I'm sure you're I'm sure that's your advice anyway, Tony, and you're helping people do that. And 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 as we know with insurance, a lot of people don't think about you know you, you talk to people who are in the insurance industry. So many of them fell into the insurance industry. They didn't think about it as, as a career, but once they got in there, they were just excited about how challenging it is, which is which is what which is what I love about the industry. You know, it's it's all about people and it's intellectually challenging. So um, so I think there's a there's a there's from from a from a staffing point of view, there, there's um there's an opportunity there. I think, you know, the 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 tech investment markets are more conservative at the moment. So yeah, that that's a challenge uh, for insure techs. Um, yeah, from what I've heard from investors, you know, they just want 2022 to end. Uh, and then, then as we get into 2023, it'll be, you know, it'll sort of like be a be, be a new day and there'll be there'll be a lot more stability. And I think and, and, and I do think that's happening. I think there was a there was a bit of a crunch, obviously, in the tech investment in mid-2022. Um, and as we go to 2023, you know, pe- people are looking for good business models, they're looking for um models that that that, that can create um profitability um look and i'd say uh the other the third thing is really about the insurance industry it, it just continues going on it's 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 an absolutely necessary part of what happens recession in the proof yeah, that's right so so there will be still some investments um you know insurers will still be looking at, at at their cost structure and how can they do things efficiently but if you can uh help an insurer you know service their customers better lower their costs then there is a huge opportunity, and I, and I see so many insurtechs partnering with with insurance companies. That I mean, that's what we do. So in, in the Australian ecosystem, about seventy five percent of the insurtechs partner with insurance businesses um, and want to partner with insurance businesses. So I would say for the for the carriers and the MGAs listening listen to your podcast that they should be looking at insurtechs and going, who can I partner with? How can I make my business better? Um, and how can I how can I beat my competition with great with great tech? Uh, I, yeah, I I agree completely. Uh, Daniel, th- thank you so much for for your time. Uh, when it goes live, I I will tag both you and uh, Evari on on LinkedIn, and I, I look forward to see you guys continue expanding uh, uh into the rest of the the world, and especially here in my backyard in the in the US. Right, and. Uh... And if you Tony, if you get if you get down under, then uh, InsureTech Conference, fifteenth of fifteenth of uh, February in Sydney. So uh, hopefully you get down for that. Um, oh. And if and if not, we'll see, we'll see you somewhere in the US uh, in in twenty twenty three. Okay, thank you. Have a great one. All right. Thanks, Tony. Bye now.